Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to get financial independence, live the dream life, and quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. And today, I am super pumped to bring on a fantastic investor who's going to show you how he started investing in the area that he lives in. He can literally drive to these properties, fix them up, get them rented, and now he is actively growing his business, and he's going to show you how you can too. All right. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on? Super blessed, as always, to have you here with me on the show. Now, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, talk about gold prices, which we're going to go into in just a second, and also talk about something that's actually coming up next week. So when you hear this episode next week, we're actually starting the RubeCon 2023. It's so exciting. Like it's, It's been a long time coming. Lots of work and planning. Lots of amazing investors, 45 friends of mine coming and sharing how to invest in real estate, literally a no sales pitch conference. But here's the fun thing. I actually have a friend of mine who literally is a public speaker for Tony Robbins. You know Tony Robbins, the, the really exciting guy? He's, I don't know, he's like eight foot tall and he's got a really deep voice and he's very energetic. Not just energetic, but like he's motivational. And my friend, his name's Marlon Smith, he came last year and spoke at RubeCon last year. This year, he's even having a bigger role in RubeCon. So he's, for 25 plus years, he's been doing the motivational speaking for Tony Robbins in his youth events. And he's he's an amazing guy, investor as well, and he's helping me put on RubeCon to be more of a, just really a story from beginning to end, like all three days of the conference, it's going to be telling a story of helping you to become an even better real estate investor. So I am super pumped. And I'll be completely honest, though, (laughs) actually, don't tell anybody this. But man, once RubeCon's over, I'm going to be so (laughs) relieved. There's just so much work, so much logistics and everything. And we're going to have close to 400 people there. It's going to be such an amazing time. I am, I'm looking forward to growing. Now, If you haven't got your ticket yet, you need to be here. Get 10% off the ticket. In fact, this is an annual conference. When you hear this, you know, in the future, it'll be 10% off. Use the promo code podcast. I will have that every single year. In fact, next year, I believe if we get the contract signed, we might be in St. Louis. It's going to be, I'm really pumped about St. Louis. It looks a lot of fun. I think it's going to be March of 2024, but use that promo code podcast. You need to be here. It's going to be amazing. Now, here is another crazy thing going on. Now, I have been a gold person. Like, I just like the idea of gold. You know, real estate investing, we're investing something tangible. You hold on to that real estate. It's physical. You know, crypto, I'm not saying it's bad at all. Some people like lambaste me or, you know, you really upset at me and say, oh, crypto is the best thing ever. It might be. But let's say, God forbid, all the electricity turns off. And there's no electricity like in the world, which that's very, very unlikely. I get that. But let's say your city goes dark and you can't use your electricity. Well, then how are you going to buy anything? You're not going to be able to buy anything. Now, dollars, I definitely know and believe that the dollar is fiat currency. Fiat meaning it's backed by the government, the United States government saying, it's this is this piece of paper here that you hold in your hand, 
we made it special, put all these ink and special things on it, but we guarantee that it's worth $10 or whatever the note is, $20 or whatever it might be. They're guaranteeing that they will pay that back. It used to be that gold was our standard for all of our money for the longest time. But I think it was Nixon that actually took us off of the gold standard, which means our dollar used to be held and we actually had the gold in the government to back up that dollar. So if you could turn in that piece of, that piece of paper, that dollar for gold, you would be able to get that. But it was Nixon that literally took us off of the gold standard. And with that, the spot price, this is what I'm gonna get at. This is the big reason why I'm talking about gold. The spot price, which means what is the going rate for an ounce of gold, was created right then and there because they knew, and here's, here's don't tell the elites this, they knew that inflation's gonna come. And so what they decided to do was create a spot price. This is the price that's all everybody's gonna be paying for. So if you go and look up what the spot price is now for gold, it is like $2,020, $2,050. It's literally at the all time high ever in the history of the world, at least for the United States dollar. And so what they actually did with the dollar taking us off of the gold standard, they put the spot price in to control the value of the dollar versus the gold. So here's what I've seen. With over the years, tremendous amount of inflation, we know in the last, what, two, three years, we've seen inflation of like 10% every single year. I mean, it's just, it's getting, it's getting ridiculous. Well, the spot price or the actual price that you would have to spend or how much money you have to spend of dollars that you would have to spend for an ounce of gold. I've heard some people say, if you took the price of what it was back when Nixon took us off of the gold standard and then you applied actual inflation, what the government said the inflation rate was, gold should be at least $15,000 or more if you adjust it for inflation. But the market, the spot price, the way that they dollar amount is for the market, it's actually, they say it's manipulated, which it kind of seems at because it's still only at $2,000. But here's an amazing thing. Even though it's at $2,000 and it should, people are saying it should be like 15 to maybe $20,000. Well, with that inflation, it might be there. But even with the price of gold being manipulated, if, if it is being manipulated, it kind of seems like it might be, but it's at the highest even if it's being manipulated, it's still at the highest of 2,050, 2,000, almost $100 an ounce. That's showing us that inflation is taking off. It's showing us that our economy is getting worse. When gold goes up, that means our economy goes down. At least that's what I believe. I could be completely wrong. Let's say an economist might say, oh, Dustin, he doesn't know what he's talking about because I'm an economist. I have this award or this PhD or whatever it might be. I don't care. I just see my dollar is going so much less than it used to three years ago, five, 10 years ago, when I first got married, well, praise the Lord, we're going on 17 years. Uh, don't tell my wife, I forgot. Is it 16 or 17 years? No, it's going to be 17 years. Oh my goodness. 17 years of being married. Praise the Lord. Man, when we first got started getting, I mean, we got married. I remember prices of things and I was thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to make ends meet? And, you know, I have to work at this job. My wife, I'm trying to have her stay home and, you know, take care of the kids. It was so hard. I cannot imagine people doing it nowadays. Oh my goodness. Well, in the end, what we need to do is, my opinion, save, get out of debt, don't get into debt, and start investing. That's why 
I am super excited for you as a real estate investor coming back every single week, listening to experts, listening to even beginners. Like today, I'm super pumped that I bring on one of my students on because he started investing. And he realized, and actually you'll hear in the episode, he started doing stocks and day trading or options or something like that. It wasn't doing so well, but then he found, he started listening to the podcast, which like you listen to the podcast every single week. He listened to the podcast and then joined up and got more coaching and has since then bought real estate. He's coming to RubeCon this year. He's going to be coming with his dad. It's super awesome seeing just families change their lives by investing in real estate. So I'm bringing on my student. His name's Jake Smith, showing us how he is building his business, how he got started, and how you can too. All right, here we go. Jake, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thanks, Dustin. I appreciate having me. Yeah, this is so cool. So, well, first, I want to ask, like, how did you find Master Passive Income? Because a lot of people find me and us through the podcast. And now you're on the podcast, which is so fun. Yeah. So actually, back in 2020, um, you know, as a lot of us had a lot of time to really think and reflect, um, you know, I started getting into day trading and trying that. And, you know, after making some money and losing some money, I realized that, it was really difficult to do with a full-time job. And I started uh, reading more and more books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Richest Man in Babylon, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And it kind of opened up my eyes to real estate and then uh, ended up just stumbling upon your podcast. I think it was maybe uh, Spotify or something. Um, Yeah. And then I started listening to your videos and I really liked how you were just really down to earth and you're really just truly out there trying to help people. And, um, you know, I figured why not give this a shot? It seems like it would be a lot easier than, um, you know, day trading was for me. So I agree. I actually lose lots of money day trading. Like I literally lose money. So I don't do any of that stuff. I tried it and I just found what moves the slowest is real estate. What makes me the most money is real estate. What I do the least amount of work is in real estate. And then you and I, you came to RubeCon this last year in 2022. That was fun to be able to hang out with you. And same thing, 23, you're bringing your dad, which is going to be super awesome to have him there as well. And just really see that like normal everyday people, regular people can do this. Um, so this is fantastic. And with that, you started with the membership that we have with the coaching and everything. And you started getting success. Talk to us about what really got you, you know, because you want to invest, you were looking at day trading, what made you really make that shift into saying, I want to invest in real estate, and I can do it. And let me start moving forward with it. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing was, um, I felt like I didn't have a ton of control, like just working a nine to five job. You know, you don't, you don't have that much control over your income or your time. And, you know, I really wanted to take advantage of being young and starting off, starting off right. And really, um, you know, and reading all those books and everything and like listening to your podcast, I kind of opened my eyes to like, you know, it's really achievable to build a bigger life and, you know, a lot faster than I thought, you know, you don't have to have a ton of money to get started or anything like that. Um, you know, so I just, uh, started looking at ways that I could get started with what resources I had and, uh, what knowledge I had. And, um, my parents, I knew that they had, um, like flipped houses before and were involved in real estate. So I knew I could, uh, lean on them for advice and stuff too. And, um, yeah, just, uh, 
you know, I really wanted to give it a shot because I felt like the numbers were there and I really liked how you could control the equity when you buy the property, how you can control the cash flow and you can really, you know, the numbers going into uh, an investment ahead of time. So I really like that aspect of it. That's great. And knowing the expenses going into it, knowing the income that you should hopefully be able to get because you have the right people in your business. Cause you know, we always build the business first so that other people do the work for us. Okay. So talk to me about your getting your first property. Would you mind sharing where it was or it is um, the specifics of it? You know, like if you are okay to share how much you bought it for, if you captured any equity in that and passive income that you're making from it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, lo- I love talking about the numbers, but this property, my first property was in uh, Lansing, Michigan, and I'd been looking, I live in Battle Creek, so I've been looking in Battle Creek and Kalamazoo and Lansing. And, you know, at my price point, you know, I only had about 25000 that I could use to invest just that, uh, you know, my wife and I have saved up and uh, from a small loan for my 401k. So I kind of kind of had an idea of, you know, if I had to put 20% down and had to do a little bit of renovation and stuff, what my numbers would be. Um, and the properties in Lansing were uh, relatively inexpensive for the amount that I could get for rent. So even though it was like 45 minute drive for me, I still felt like it was a good investment. But uh, the first property I found um, was listed at I think 92,000 and I offered 81,000. They countered with 85 and I accepted. And um, <clears throat> houses in the neighborhood fixed up were probably going for maybe like 120, 130. So this one needed a little bit of work. Um, um, and I probably put maybe, I don't know, seven, 8,000 into it, just between flooring, carpet, paint, um, redoing the porch columns and the porch railing um, and like appliances and stuff like that. So it really wasn't too bad. And uh, all my expenses on that property, I think are around 920. And that's with a property manager. And right now it's renting out for 1400 a month. Whoa, that is so awesome. Good for you, Jacob. You got more numbers I know you share. So property management, taxes and stuff like that. Everything's all included. And then how much equity did you capture? Um, so I think I haven't uh, refinanced it yet, but I was hoping to refinance it this year. Probably um, right after I close on my next one, I'll probably start that process. Um, but I'm hoping if if it appraises for 130, if they're able to do 80% of that, you know, it'll I'll be able to pull out maybe... 20 to 30,000 again. So I should be able to pop most of my money back out of the deal and then use that to buy another property. You have $500 a month in passive income. I mean, that's super, but or close to it, you know, at least $400 a month in passive income or close to it. And that is just, that is fantastic. And you're going to have, you do have equity in the property that you're going to be able to pull money up to buy your next property. Man, this sounds like this is not, I mean, I, it, when we look at baseball terms for ba- like you know investing in real estate, we usually think okay, a single you get two hundred fifty dollars a month of passive income, you capture maybe five ten thousand dollars in equity, you can refinance it. It seems like this is at least a double, if not a triple, like in baseball terms. Like it could be even a home run if you are able to finish it out, pull that cash back out to buy the next property, and then you have literally, in my my opinion, a home run. So that is 
phenomenal. What are what are your thoughts about that process, and what did you learn throughout the entire process? Um, well, it was it was more challenging than I thought it was, um, and more stressful, and you know, more so it was it was just because of the stress that other people put on me, and it was it was just kind of the the uh, feeling of doubt, and you know, when I I didn't have many people to rely on to do it the right way, and I'd heard tons and tons of stories about how people invested in real estate the wrong way and got burned. And I just wanted uh, to really make sure that I was safeguarding myself against all those. So, you know, I really wanted to find a property that I knew was in a good area and that was at a, I was buying at a good value. So that way um, I had an exit strategy if I needed to, if I wanted to get out. And that was, that was really important for me. So it took longer to find the property and to settle on something that I really liked, but all in all, I think it being more secure or I guess uh, more cautious made me get a better investment, I think. I 100% agree. In fact, I don't like taking risks. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. A lot of people say, oh, it's risky to invest in real estate. That, well, in my opinion, it's actually not risky because if you know your business, if you know how to make money when you're investing or any business in general, if you know your business, you're not necessarily taking risks. Now, there are risks, but in my opinion, it's so much more risky working for somebody else who could literally take yeah. away your job in two seconds. Just like if you were thinking about in the business idea, if you're going to buy a candy bar for a dollar and you have the, the most you can sell it for is 75 cents, well, you'd lose money. You know, you buy it for a dollar, sell it for 75 cents, you'd lose 25 cents. Why would you do that business? That's risky because you're hoping, yeah, it's just not going to work. But what we do is we make sure that we're making money because it's a business that we're creating and our inventory is the properties. So this is fantastic. Now, when you say it was harder, was it because finding the right contractors, you know, harder than you thought, uh, right contractors, right people doing the work, maybe getting, uh, lining up the financing, what, like, what was it harder? And then how did you yeah, overcome I think that? for me, the most difficult part is probably the financing, um, so I was, I was trying really hard to find somebody who would do, um, you know, below 20% down. So I really wanted to try to save as much money as I could. And I found um, a couple different options. Uh, one was like a hard money lender and that was uh, 10% down, but they'd cover the rehab. Um, but I ended up taking your advice and you told me that there were some lenders. And I think you uh, mentioned a couple that were able to do a conventional 15% down. 
And so that saved me a lot in uh, closing costs and interest only payments. And just, you know, it cost me a tiny bit more upfront maybe, but it was definitely worth it. Um, so yeah, finding, finding the right lender and then going through that whole process of, um, due diligence and stuff on their end. It just, uh, you know, it was, it was a little more stressful than I thought trying to manage um, phone calls and stuff at work and, and trying to set that up. But, you know, just every day on my lunch break, I'd be talking to somebody or I'd be looking at properties, you know, ahead of time. And so, yeah, just juggling all that was, was a little bit more than I thought, but now that I've done it, you know, I already know, uh, all these different connections that, that I can use and all these tools. And it, it just made it so much easier to get the next one. It's like when you build the business, you get the right people inside the business working for you. And it's just, let me get another one and have you do the work. Now you're right. And for everybody, it's always the hardest to build that business to get the right people. Cause some people you might think is right. They let you down or they just something life comes up and they can't do it or whatever it might be. But once you start, when you, once you actually have that team and then you do everything like you have. Now you successfully have a property making you money and passive income. I mean, $400 a month, that's absolutely amazing. What does that come out to? $4,800 a year in passive income. And this is just a start. Rents will go up. Imagine 10 years from now, it's, it'll probably be at $1,500, $1,600 a month in passive income, maybe even 17, if not more. And you're just gonna be making that much more money. So that is terrific. And then you're 100% right. And so what we do with all of our students, and obviously, you're a part of um, the community that we have. And so I, what I love to do is just share with you guys what I do in my business, my business, the contacts, you know, like the financing companies, the property managers, I, I share that. But then also, what's so great, other students just like you, and you know this, I'm just saying this for everybody listening, other students just like you have they've already done it, build their businesses, find the right context. And we bring them all together. Like say, oh, meaning, hey, who did you use for property manager in what city? They'll tell, like the students say, in this city, I'm using this property manager. I'm like, great, let's make a list so we can give it to everybody else so that we can help each other out. Same thing with financing. I have a laundry list of different financing companies that the students can use to call them up that have already done good for our other students. So Talk to me about having a community of other people and obviously coming to RubeCon, be a part of that community, but also the Master Passive Income community and having other people and especially somebody like Charles, who's been through this. He's helped so like knowledgeable. He's coaching now. And then myself walking you through the process and giving you the steps. Talk to me about that process to help you get over hurdles and roadblocks and things yeah, like that. I think just uh, <clears throat> being able to bounce ideas off of people and you can even talk to people a lot about like your very specific situation. And I think that that's definitely a huge benefit because everybody has like a little bit different circumstances and they know, um, you know, generally like what the ideal scenario is, but it doesn't work like that for everybody. So yeah, it definitely helps even, even just listening to how other people handle situations that I haven't come across, you know, it just plants that seed in your mind. So, you know, ahead of time, you know, what to look out for. And, you know, it's been really cool too, to see, you know, some of the students, I think, uh, I think you had Josh on here and everything just to, I think when I first talked to him, Rubicon, I think he maybe only had like one property or two at the time. And now I think he has four or five. If I remember, Josh didn't have any, I mean, I could, if I could be wrong, but I could have swore he didn't have any. And he, right at Rubicon, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And now he's got, like you said, four or five properties. And it's getting the momentum from other people, like getting their energy and their their wins and realizing, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, definitely. It, it pushes me to 
to to work faster and work harder and and uh and do that too and just being able to be a part of a community too um you know it's it's hard to find other people who who are who are doing this and even at a larger scale you know there's lots of people that might have one property that they rent a family or something but not many people that do it as a business and that do it really successfully so it's really nice being being able to talk to people who have you know been through what you're going to go through and who have done it the right way and know how to protect themselves. So it definitely, definitely is a huge help and definitely a big motivator too. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And one thing I would love to do when we get on the group coaching calls to start with the wins, you know, what wins do people have? And it's not, I mean, of course, a huge win is getting your first property and that, that that's great. That's a huge, amazing win, but there's so many little wins along the way. Everything from starting your LLC, getting your EIN number, starting your bank account, finding the city to invest in, finding a right property manager, contractors. Like there's so many little wins along, along the way. And as we get reminded that every step is another step towards the end goal, I think if you're running a race, you got to start and every single step is going to get you closer to that goal. Now talk to me about now that you've done it one time and now it's trying to scale to where you're going to continually buy properties, talk to me about your vision of what you're going to do. Now you have one property, you have multiple, or is it, you have one and now you're going to get to the yeah, next one. I was, one I was hoping soon. to be able to close on my next property last week, but it got pushed out. So I should be closing on that one tomorrow, <clears throat> but that one. Oh, be... oh, that's so awesome. So definitely before RubeCon, you're going to have your second property. That's so cool. Well, quickly, before we get to like the scaling, when you got your first property, was it that much easier to get your second property? I mean, the first property is usually really, really hard. The second property, once we've done all the work, the second property comes so much faster. Like most students, within two or three months, it's always the second, already the second property. Talk yeah, so that. already, um, you know, having everything already set up and knowing the process, you know, I already had the documents I needed ready for my lender. I already knew what my closing costs were going to look like. I already had multiple lenders lined up that I could use. And from and a, even a property manager, the second property I'm closing on tomorrow, it's literally like a two minute walk down the road. So I already know the area is great. I know my property manager said, hey, this one's, you know, a four bedroom as opposed to a three bedroom. So it might even be able to rent for more you know, and just already knowing what the numbers are going to be like and, and what the renovation costs and timeline is going to look like. It just, it made it to where all I needed to do was just find the next property. And then everything else just kind of fell right in place. I guess the only thing that um, was a little bit more challenging was, uh, so going the conventional route, uh, my bank, um, you know, they look at your debt to income ratio. And unfortunately, without uh, I got my first property rented just a little bit too late. So I wasn't able to show that on my tax return. Um, so they weren't able to use the income from that property, just the debt. And so that kind of hurt me a little bit, but I was able to get a co-signer with, with my dad. And so he was able to help uh, help with that. And that brought my debt to income down to where I was able to 
um, get the next property with a conventional loan. I love it. And if anybody has a parent that would do that with them, and Lord willing, I'm going to be doing that for my children, not just necessary co-signing, but obviously helping them along the way and teaching them how to do it. But then if I need to co-sign, absolutely. In fact, my kids, I'm not going to pay for college for them because I'm like, let's say I spend 80 grand on them going to college. Like that's a house I could buy and then make you money. And then you save them money, buy another one. And then we keep doing it. And eventually you don't even need to have to ever have gone to college. Like I will definitely teach them how to make money better than any college or university would. And at the same time, being a good you know person in society and all that good stuff. And my kids are coming to RubeCon and the two older ones are going to be helping at RubeCon because that's what my vision is. We homeschool. In fact, let me say it the better way. I have the easy job of making money. My wife has a hard job of homeschooling the kids. But now when it comes to business, they're along with me and I'm showing them every single step of the way. And so I'm really glad to meet your dad at RubeCon. And that's so awesome that he did that to help you to get over that because he sees the business model. You're already proven it once and now being able to do it again. Now, there is another thing that in our students, um, st- student success area where we have the financing, there are companies now that I'm really grabbing onto and bring them in and they do DSCR loans, debt service coverage ratio loans, which offline, we could definitely talk about this, uh, but those are fantastic because they're not on your credit. They're on the property. How well is a property going to do? And so I don't know how long those will be around. So we got to take advantage of them as much as we can. But once you get into a conventional 30-year fixed, you know your expenses are accounted for, your rents just go up, your expenses stay fixed. So that is super awesome. Now, talk to me about scaling. Now, moving forward to getting your next property and the next property, what's your vision for the next, let's say, two or three years? Yeah, so I kind of have, so I set, when I first started, I set a couple goals for myself. And it's kind of funny how closely reality aligned with those goals. Uh, You know, the first goal I set for the first property was to close by July 1st and ended up closing on that on August 2nd of last year. So I missed it a little bit, but... And, uh, but just having those goals, you know, um, you know, psychologically, when you get closer to that deadline, it makes you work harder to try to achieve that. And my next goal was to get my second property by, by RubeCon. And, you know, I'll, I'll barely make that one just by a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, so moving forward to scale up, I think I'm definitely going to go the DSCR, um, loan route. And, um, I haven't, I know, I know of a couple, uh, lenders, but I haven't started talking to them yet. I was just, um, going to focus on trying to get this next property renovated as quick as I can and get it rented. Um, but yeah, definitely that's, that's what I plan on moving, moving forward. And, um, my goal for this year is to get one more property. So I hope to have three by the end of this year. And then, um, I think a, a realistic route, if I keep going to where like I do the rehab myself, I could I could do two or three per year, and then I'd be able to hit my goal of retirement. I'm 33, uh, you know, 10 or 12 properties if I can keep getting the cash flow that I can get, and then uh, you know from there I'll probably just work one more year at my job, and then and then you know put in my two weeks. <laughs> I did the same thing. So you're 28 now, and by five years, hopefully, be able to be successfully unemployed and be able to provide for yourself and your family without working a job. And so I did it when I was 37. And so like when I was, I, so I started at 27 into 28, 20, 27, 28 years old. And then 37 was when I finally was able to do it. It was honestly 
when I was 35, I had enough. I was just nervous because I didn't have anybody like me telling me like, hey, you could do it and all that sort of stuff and give me, uh, you know, insights on what to do and go. But what's great is even if I would have quit then, you still are going to beat me in being able to, you know, Lord willing, if you're able, you know, step by step. And what's great too, like Charles and William, who are now coaches at Master Passive Income, they're students that have become coaches because they've done so phenomenally well and they love giving and they love serving that they are quitting so much faster than I did. And on top of that, their students are doing so much better than they did. So it's just amazing seeing this just continually helping people. Now, talk to me about RubeCon a little bit. And you came, you, I was, I was really blessed that you came um, and be a part of it. Like you took a chance and said, let me just trade. I'm going to fly all the way up to Phoenix and take a part. You took a chance. And it was, I, I had a, I learned a ton. It was great hanging out with you and lots of other people. And then 2023, we're doing it again. Talk to me about your experience at RubeCon. Yeah, so for me, I probably had a little bit different experience than a lot of people. Um, I ended up, you know, it was it was the first time I'd ever like flown by myself. And the previous year was the first time I flew ever. Um, it was with uh, my wife on our honeymoon to Florida. So it was like my second time flying on a plane. And here I am flying out of Chicago O'Hare, which was actually pretty, pretty smooth. But, you know, um, yeah, for me... Ended up uh, booking like some of the only flights available um, because I booked a little bit later. So I ended up having to, you know, leave at 2 a.m. to drive to (laughs) Chicago airport and then fly to Phoenix and all that. So all that was was, uh, you know, probably more stress than I than I probably could have put should have put on myself. But. Yeah, once I was there, you know, it was it was really just a it was a cool experience for me because I could I could just really just uh, you know get as involved as I wanted and uh, just be able to have the freedom of you know be able to go up and talk to like hey this investor does uh, multifamily syndications and you know just being in the same room with with like minded people it was, it was just really. A, a good experience and all of the speakers there were were phenomenal and they were super friendly and really down to earth and they they would just they wanted to give out their information and knowledge and share their experiences with everybody and you know like you said it's it's not a it wasn't a sales pitch at all it was literally just uh you know a community getting together and and sharing and helping other people grow I love it, man. And it's going to be great to have you here with us again and your dad as well. And so it's, you're going to get another book of one of my books. I'm going to, I I love giving it out. So I'm going to give it out to all the attendees, um, my book again. So if you, I know you've probably already read it, but you already already have a copy because you came last year, go ahead and give it out to other people. Just literally, you know, we want to get this message out. And you remember last year I unveiled my new goal in my life. And it's going to take forever for me or literally my entire life to do this. But my goal is to help 1 million people to invest in real estate and hopefully become financially independent. RubeCon is just another way of being able to do that and reaching more people. So man, Jacob, this is just awesome. I really appreciate you growing and building your business and seeing you succeed. This is so fantastic. I really appreciate it. Do you have anything else, like any other lessons learned, any other insights that happened that you would be able to share with us so that when we're doing it, we could either learn from it and not do whatever it is like you that you did? Yeah, I would say definitely the biggest thing is, um, you know, don't, 
But, you know, one thing you say all the time is when's the best time to plant a tree? You know, it was, it was 20 years ago, but the next best time is today. You know, and, and I, I love that because you really just um, people will, and I know this because I'm trying to get my friends to invest in real estate too. You know, they, um, there's a million and one excuses why you can't do it or why you should wait, you know, but honestly, this is something that, you know, you do it once you get it out of the way and it, it pays you back, you know, you're planting the seeds for, you know, a bigger, better life, you know, so if, if, if I knew what I knew now, when I was younger, I wouldn't have went to college. I, you know, it definitely, it helps in some ways, but, you know, I definitely, I wouldn't have wasted the time. I would have, I would have went straight into this. And by now I, I would definitely already be financially independent. No, it, especially if I had a resource like, like your group or, you know, it's just, there's just so much information out there that, you know, it really, it's, it's hard not to be successful if you just listen to the experts. And what I, what I love about you is also you took action. You said, I'm going to do it. And even though like other things didn't like, let's say day trading or whatever it might, but you took action and you move forward. Cause that's where people get stuck is they get fearful. Well, for me, I was fearful and then I got laid off my job and I realized I can't let that stop me. It's so much more risky working for somebody else as opposed to putting my life in my own hands. And now looking back, <laughs> praise the Lord, I have, I did that. And now I literally have all of my life back to build my own businesses. Now I have literally have four businesses that make me money to then buy more real estate. <laughs> so it's a huge blessing. Now, Jake, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to wrap it up because I want to respect your time and looking forward to seeing you at RubeCon 2023 and then Lord willing 2024 and then so on. So it's been fantastic having you part of the group, a part of the conference. You're just a great person to have around every, all of us, like we're a community and we all come together. Just like you said, the speakers at RubeCon, they're all genuine. They're all nice people. Basically they're my friends. I wouldn't invite them if they were not that fit, you know, like us, like just normal everyday people that want to be helpful. So Jake, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Justin. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.